Oh my God, leather skirt, leather chair. <laughs> you guys know what's happening under this skirt. Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna edit that part out. <laughs> um, okay, so we have a winner of the competition and the 5,000 euro prize money is. Girls with Goals, brought to you by Neutrogena Hydra Boost, using hydrating agents and hyaluronic acid to boost and lock in hydration. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals Live. My name is Neve Marr, I'm the host of the event. I'm not entirely sure if I'm meant to begin or not, but I also can't find the person who's meant to tell me that, so we're just gonna start. Um, I wanna say a quick thank you to Neutrogena for having us here and for sponsoring the show over the last few weeks. It's been an incredible experience and they're also the ones who facilitated this incredible competition, which is gonna be happening tonight. We're gonna be announcing the winner of our five grand prize money. I was kind of expecting a little bit of an ooh there. Okay, thank you so much, that's good, much better. So a huge amount of you got involved and got in touch with us to tell us about your goals. The whole point of this competition was to basically reach out and to help women achieve their own goals. We had a huge amount of interest from sports to beauty to business. It was, it was really incredible to see all of the incredible entrants that we had. Now, unfortunately, we can only have one winner, but we do have three incredible finalists with us this evening. So we're gonna hear a little bit from them before we announce the winner. Also a little bit later on, we have Nicola Hughes with us tonight. She's got another ooh maybe? We're gonna do this all night. So Nicola is gonna come up here and join us as well. She's a model, a businesswoman. She's dabbled in reality TV as well. We're gonna talk about her career and her goals as well. So before we get into it, lads, I wanna talk about this fantastic range that Neutrogena are sponsoring, right? So it's Hydro Boost range. This isn't me having you on. I have been testing these products and they are absolutely fantastic. Now I'm gonna read it because if I get it wrong, I'll be absolutely shot. We're always looking for ways to keep our skin hydrated and this range uses a combination of patented, patented, patented technology, hydrating agents and hyaluronic acid to boost and lock in hydration. So honestly, every time I use these products, I feel like I've just gotten out of a swimming pool. Like it's really good. When they say Hydra Boost, they mean Hydra Boost. So it's fantastic. Um, right, so down to business. Like I said, we had incredible interest for this competition. We have narrowed it down to three finalists. So I want everybody to put their hands together and to give a really big round of applause for our first finalist, Grania Glenny. Woo! <laughs> Grania, come on up here, take a seat. Grab the microphone there. You've been told about the microphone. I have, I was just about to say I've been warned. Right, so you need to get it right up working. into your mouth there. Do you want to test it out? Yeah? Yes, there you go, <laughs> fantastic. So Grania, your entry is to do with Content Counter. So it's mm -hmm. a tech company. So can you tell us a little bit about it first off? Sure, so Content Counter was an idea that I came up with earlier this year. Um, well, actually probably towards the end of last year. I set up my own PR company last year, having worked in PR for eight years. Um, and I found that a lot of my clients, being SMEs, had a huge issue with either the time or the cost associated to uploading quality content on their websites. So I'm sure we're all familiar that um, a website is everybody's, if you're a business, it's your number one marketing tool, um, second to social. Social always probably redirecting back to your website where 
you know, people can get in touch. And I just found that that was like shocking and particularly something that I had seen when I worked for bigger agencies in the past. You know, we would turn people away because, you know, they might not be able to afford us. So when I went out on my own, I really wanted to help SMEs. But again, I just found that the real problem that they're having is website traffic and you invest maybe five, 10 grand in your website and you're getting maybe 10 visitors a week. So Content Counter will disrupt the content model and it will be the first time that content, blog, copy, etc., is actually available as a product. So we will um, be powered by the gig economy giving Ireland's community of creative writers an opportunity to upload um, pieces of content. That will then be approved by our internal team. Once approved, the uploader gets paid a tenner for every single piece that they upload. So, you know, if you've got a wedding, you're like, oh, sure, I'll just fire up five pieces of content, happy out, few pints. And the business is delighted as well because they get to download that piece of content and with our expert advice, we'll show them where to optimize it to ensure that it betters their performance on Google search. Um, each piece of content will be unique. So, you know, you don't get punished by Google for just replicating a piece of content. Um, so yeah, that's essentially it in a nutshell. So the thing is about this, this isn't the first, you know, award or, or recognition that you've got with this idea. So your company, it's already won awards, best idea category in Ireland's best young entrepreneur 2019. So like they don't mess around, you know, so this was something that you saw as being something that wasn't there essentially that you could fill. Yeah. And I guess why um, the local enterprise office and Ireland's Best Young Entrepreneur competition recognized it as such a good idea is because they too want to back Ireland's community of small to medium enterprise. And that's the problem. And, you know, particularly um, in tech and I suppose particularly Ireland as well, like we've seen Facebook come and Google come and oftentimes they're the ones that get all the support and all the spotlight and they're the ones that benefit all the time from doing business in Ireland. But then there's people that are creating, like I'm from Clare, and in my own PR company, I work with a lot of businesses in Clare. And like they're hiring 50 people, 40 people, 30 people. That's incredible. So like they should be supported as well. And I think that that's why I was recognized in that particular competition, yeah. Um, actually today I just found out as well that I've been accepted to um, Raise Ventures, which is an accelerator program. Amazing. So that's a six month intensive program where I'll be supported by business experts and um, tech entrepreneurs to help me on my journey as well. So It's, a, it's such a well-rounded idea and that's why the entrant, like it really stood out to us as well. There were a lot of thought um, and obviously a lot of passion has gone into this as well. So finally, I just want to ask, you know, if you were to win um, this prize money, you know, what would be the next phase for your business? Well, it's tech. So um, I've done a lot of testing over the last eight months and I have, I feel, identified what the positioning will be, at least for year one. So I'm looking at the hospitality market and we'll roll out um, initially to hospitality and you know from there test it and I'm sure there'll be a lot of teeth and problems and we'll diversify as we go. Um, but initially 
this, if I was so lucky to win, would actually allow our platform to go live. So, like, we're ready. Yeah. Um, we just need funding. So with my own capital and with some capital that I've got from a private investor, this would actually allow us to like start making magic and helping Ireland's community of SMEs. So yeah, really exciting. But we'll who knows? You. Yeah, we'll, well see. Incredible, <laughs> incredible work. And you know, it's one of the things we were talking before we came on air there. It's, it's, you know, obviously there's only one winner tonight, but the fact that you're doing this at all is an incredible achievement. So I want to say massive round of applause to Grania. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, I've got a goodie bag for you. Oh, oh God, great. I have to get off this stool. Right, hold on. Now, here we go. Stick around, don't go anywhere. Okay, big round of applause again for Grania. Thank you so much. <laughs> Women in tech, yes, unbelievable. Okay, so moving swiftly along now, I want to get our next finalist up. So, Autumn O'Donnell, can I get a big round of applause for Autumn, please? Is she here? Yay, Autumn, come on up, take a seat. Just talk into it. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Good. Good? Yeah. <laughs> excited to be here? I am excited to be here. So, we loved your entry, and I suppose we want to just find out a little bit more. So, the goal that you have is to compete at the 2021 ICF Canoe Freestyle World Championships in Nottingham. So, first off, I need to ask you, how and almost what is freestyle canoe, please? Okay, so, well, firstly, it's kayaking. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> I know. I was told canoe, it's different. No, see, it's a different thing. They're different things. So canoes are can open. Can freestyle in a canoe? No, you I can, can't. actually. Yeah, yeah okay. it's possible to do both. Um, it's like Good one of the you. most common like mistakes. And because it's actually the Canoe Federation that kayaking is involved with, okay. everyone's like, oh, it's canoeing. And it's like, well, <laughs> they're different things. So it's not, but no, it's an easy I, mistake. I do kayaking. Okay, so, tell, yeah. us, tell us about it so that we'll never so, make that mistake again. Uh, freestyle kayaking is... Basically, most people think of kayaking as just being like a big long boat and you go out to sea and it's nice and relaxing. Whereas freestyle kayaking is like the exact opposite of that. So my boat is the same height as me and I'm five foot two. Um, and it's, you're in white water and there's features so like waves and hulls and they're like standing features that you do tricks in. So you know how like surfers have waves and they do tricks on them? Yeah. It's like that, but it's on a river and in a kayak. That sounds um, So it's basically really like gymnastics hard. in a kayak. So when you say tricks, so like you're going wheels, under the water flips, and... No, over. Okay, you, okay. you don't want to be under. You don't want to be under. Don't want to be. <laughs> We're seeing that this is not my thing. I, I don't think I'm going to be in a kayak anytime soon. So you do flips on the water. Yeah, you're trying to like flip out of the water. Um, cartwheels across the feature. It's it's a weird concept for people to grasp. No, but I mean, I think that's one of the, you know, the great thing about having a goal. It doesn't necessarily always have to be that thing that you expect it to be. Yeah, exactly. So, and so how long have you been doing this? <laughs> um, I've been kayaking since I was like five. My mom was a kayak instructor, but it was like that thing that people think of when they think of kayaking. So sea kayaking was my life until I went to college. And when I went to college, I've been doing like whitewater and freestyle like ever since. So the last six years has just been that. 
Um, I don't even own a sea kayak, <laughs> so wow. I've changed completely. And so what's the community like here in Ireland for that? Like, where do you train? So the community is actually really good, but there is not a lot of places to train. So like, in terms of kayaking, there's lots of different disciplines. Uh, like Olympic kayaking, you have sprint and slalom. Um, so they would be well known and they're well funded. Everything outside of that has no funding in Ireland. Um, but the community is, there's quite a lot, but not that many. And everyone knows each other and everyone helps everyone else. So there's like pure competitions almost every weekend um, between freestyle and whitewater. Um, so like, it's, there's a lot of people in it, mm. but no one really talks about it. Right, yeah. Well, that's because gobshites like me will get it wrong if you talk about it too much. <laughs> um, what really stood out to us in your entry was you said, although I am willing to pay to achieve my goals, I may not be able to afford to achieve them. And that kind of really struck a chord with us because obviously, you know, competing in something like that, which, which is quite niche, it's not easy. And, you know, you probably have to travel quite a bit as well. So with, you know, this prize money that you could potentially win, what exactly would the goal be? It would be to go to the UK and to train more. Yeah, so um, I'm actually moving to the UK. And one of the main reasons, and I, I'm moving next week, like this day next week. Oh. Um, but part of the reason I chose to move was that I can do more training there. So in Ireland, there's only three freestyle features in the whole country. They're all in Galway. Two of them are tidal, and one of them is dependent on rain. And you guys might think we get a lot of rain. It only runs six times a year. Right. So you can train maybe like once every two weeks in Ireland. Yeah. In England, they have whitewater courses, and you can train every single day between like 6 a.m. and 11 p.m. Um, so it's, it's a great opportunity to be in England which is one of the reasons I'm going, but it is a whitewater course, so you have to pay to get on the water, which is great that you don't have to do that in Ireland, but you actually get to go out and train in yeah. England. And like, you can get coaches there. There's, everything is available, but the cost is just so high. And there's no funding for kayaking, really, in Ireland outside of slalom and sprint. Yeah, that seems to be a theme. No funding it, it's throughout all, everything. It's all sports, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, the ultimate goal then, you know, you said you'd be so proud to represent your country and what you love to do um, by 2021. So that's what you want to do. And then beyond that, I'm presuming as well, you want to continue oh, to... Continue on, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, so the um, trials are in the October before. So this year I've actually had to take a lot of time off I haven't been able to train since maybe April um, and I'm only just getting back into training now so I'm not ready to go for trials for this yeah. October which would be the 2020 cup right so I'm aiming for the championship in the next year so to try out for teams in 20. 20. Yeah. Well, listen, we really appreciated your entry. We love that it was to do with sport, something different, but something that absolutely requires the same amount of attention and that needs the same amount of funding as well. So, awesome. Thank you so much. I've learned a lot. <laughs> and I'm never going to say canoe ever again. So, big round of applause for awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. 
So our third and final finalist now. Can I please have a huge round of applause for Ali Rose Sisk. Ali Rose, can you please come up to the stage? Woo! Did I say your last name correctly, did I? Yeah. Sisk. Yeah, Sisk. Ali Rose. Oh, we need you to have the microphone. Yeah. I'll be shocked. about it. <laughs> Ali Rose, thank you so much uh, you. for your entry. So you are a registered nurse in Cork University Hospital. You are also a full-time master's student as well at yeah. UCC studying dementia care. So tell us first off, why did you apply for this fund? Um, so I have just got an offer to do my PhD over in London. I think we're all, we're all jetting off. Everyone's <laughs> all leaving, to but me, yeah. I'll be here. Um, so it's to actually explore the area of dementia care and to teach students more about, more about dementia. Um, so I'm looking for the funding to pay for my accommodation because this is an offer that just came up. Um, unfortunately, I'm studying full-time Monday to Friday in UCC, below home in Cork. Um, and I work nights at the weekend in the Cork University Hospital. So the funding would allow me to spend time with my family just before I go. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it's a lot as well what you're doing. Yes. And I, I suppose one of the, the amazing things that kind of stood out to us as well well, first off, dementia care in, in general, like it's it's really tough. It's a very okay. hard area, mm -hmm. you know, for, for nurses to even get into as well because yeah. it's so specialized. Um, mm -hmm. But as part of your master's, you developed a, a one and a half hour student workshop for dementia communication. So this yes. was the first of its kind that had been developed. Yes. So can you tell us about, first off, why did you think to do this in the first place yeah. and what exactly it entailed? Um, so I suppose I, I worked as a carer um, when I was growing up and I loved working with care of the elderly, dementia patients. Um, so I just always loved that space. And when I started my nursing career, I went out in the hospital, I suppose, working a different position as a student nurse and then on to a registered nurse. And I just always loved that area. Um, my own grandmother and my aunt are here as well, <laughs> um, has dementia. So it's, it's something that, you know, I think it has touched everyone um, and it's quite close to home. So I applied to go back and do my master's and develop something to teach students, to give them confidence through education. Um, as to what dementia is and why, you know, why it's important to us and how we can communicate. So it's actually a communication workshop. It's called Vera. And my own grandmother's name is Vera. Oh, stop. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah, so it's validation, emotion, reassurance and action. And, it, you know, in a nutshell, it basically teaches the student that you can go along with the person's reality. So their reality sometimes is altered or may conflict with what we have um, as our reality. So it teaches them that it is okay to actually go along with this. Um, and hopefully true education they'll interact more with this particular group so it is it's so lovely to teach them i'm trying to make it cool <laughs> so, it is cool yeah. you, don't have to, you don't have to try and make yeah. it cool i'm trying not to well up yeah. so listen you're, you're going to go to the uk and you're going to do yes. this and then what is the long-term goal for you or do you would you want to come back here yes. and try and take a program like that and spread it around the country absolutely and currently i don't know I, did i mention this but i have just developed a software in ucc that allows nurses more time on the floor and away from documentation so we're documenting um or documenting all our information on paper means so this will give us more time as nurses to actually interact with people actually you know nurse whoa, and whoa, do whoa, all them whoa, kind of things whoa. <laughs> sorry you just developed this yeah, yeah. like on the way here or <laughs> what do you mean this sounds groundbreaking when did yeah. you develop this so i started back in january and i'm working on the ignite team in ucc and they're wow. all fabulous down in cork yeah so um that yeah, sounds incredible i've got a lot yeah. of friends who are nurses yeah. and that's one of the things that they do talk about oh goodness it's yeah 
that there's a lot of documentation and I just feel like I want to be out doing I'm so I'm young in my career I'm I can't do this for another 38 years I want to actually be a nurse and not just documenting things whereas like it is important to a degree but there's a lot that can be streamlined and electronic means make that quicker for us so it's you know and there are moments that we don't have back time isn't always of essence you know to to this particular group yeah. so it's just about getting back on the floor traditional nursing with all the advancements and the, the bells and the whistles and um giving people time is basically yeah absolutely well <laughs> ali rose you're doing something incredibly important so thank, thank you, you so much for thank entering you. thank you so much yeah. for coming and talking to us best <laughs> of luck you. round of applause for ali rose everybody i'm gonna give you Amazing work from all of the finalists and thank you so much for coming and sharing as well. So at the moment the judges are going to deliberate. They're in the back there someone so, so nobody go over there or anything like that. They have to be independent. Um, so while they're deliberating I want to invite our next guest on. This is a Girls With Girls Absolutely episode as well. So Nicola Hughes is here. She achieved success in the UK after appearing on the reality TV show Made in Chelsea. She's a massive digital influencer in her own right as well with over 200,000 followers. I'm delighted to welcome Nicola to the stage. Nicola, do you want to come up here? Can we get a round of applause please? Sure, I use this right. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> Nicola, thank you so much for coming on the show. No worries, happy to be here. It's such amazing girls. I feel I like know. I shouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> stop, stop. It was incredible, though. So, we're going to start off the way that we start off every show. And I was supposed to remind you about this before, but it's six words or less. So, okay. I kind of developed this game at the beginning of Girls with Goals just as a way to put people on the spot, basically. It was mostly just for my own enjoyment. But I, I find that getting people to describe themselves in six words or less is a funny way to really kind of think about things. So right. six words or less, it can be a sentence, it can be a string of individual words, but in your own time, take it away. Um, okay, first one definitely has to be fiery. Fiery, um, yeah. love that. Shy, quite anxious person, um, passionate, mm -hmm. um, supportive and honest, I'd say would be my, I don't even know if that's six, is it five? I don't know what I said, but yeah. It was six. Similar. As mom said, six, it was absolutely six words. Um, fiery, I like that word. We don't yeah. get that that often. Really? I feel like every Irish person says they're fiery. <laughs> no, I, I definitely don't. am. <laughs> Would you consider yourself shy? I wouldn't have thought that from like... Yeah, like my heart is beating up oh, here. Really? Yeah, very well, let's calm you down. Let's just have a chat. Um, so I mentioned there Made in Chelsea, obviously, but I want to go back a little bit before that. So your career when you were starting off, you were a TV presenter, right? Or you were trying to get into presenting and yeah. also your modeling as well. Yeah, I started off in Acids, I think it was, and then moved to Andrea Road. I think I went back and forth. I think a lot of the models back in the day did that. Um, then I worked for, um, do you, oh, sorry, it's, I worked for RT. I went to um, Exiles mm -hmm. in um, Canada for, I think it was two, three months, and worked in, for a TV station over there called Novus TV, doing a bit of presenting. But then that kind of all just disappeared. What, what was Exiles? I think I remember that. It was, yeah, six Irish people um, went to Canada to, I don't know, follow their goals. Live, <laughs> their, work. Yeah. I think I remember that. Like, it definitely aired and stuff like that, it did, didn't it? So yeah, you guys were exiled. Yeah, I don't know if there was a lot of press around it, because a lot of people said they didn't really see it, or maybe it wasn't that good, I don't know. I enjoyed it, It was though. big in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but no, it was really fun, yeah. I think it was three girls, three boys. We had myself trying to be a presenter, um, an actor, a singer. I think there was two singers, actually. Um, just, yeah, quite creative people, yeah. I guess, went to Canada. To and then it probably it wasn't too long after that, that the kind of Made in Chelsea thing 
happened. Yeah. Well, I actually met Alex before Canada, so we were kind of seeing each other for a few months before I left, yeah. and then he came to see me when I was filming out there and I traveled back to see him mm. and then came back to the UK, started back and forth seeing each other and then joined the show probably six months later, I'd say, yeah. after meeting him. I don't really want to talk about him, to be honest with you. I kind of want to more talk <laughs> oh, about... we're fine, yeah, honestly. I kind of want to talk about the whole reality TV aspect yeah. because it's such an intriguing thing and so many people are obsessed mm. with Made in Chelsea. Like, I've watched yeah. it the entire time. It's definitely changed over the years. Do you still watch it now or have you kind of like left that behind? Because the format's 100% changed. It doesn't necessarily oh, yeah. feel as real as maybe mm. it was a few years ago. I actually have started watching it again. I stopped when I left for um, a few seasons, but now I enjoy it because it's just a completely different cast and it's quite funny to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's funny as well when you know kind of how everything works and you're like, well, they were told to say that or they, this is like a, a made up scene. Or right, so this, <laughs> see, this is what It's we not scripted, but it is, is very structured. But it is very much like a highly produced, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they might make you retake things and all mm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, I, I get that. But I mean, so yeah. you left the show and obviously you had developed, you know, a persona mm -hmm. in the UK. And so when did you make that decision to kind of move to the UK and, and pursue your career there? Um, well, I was actually living in the UK when I was filming the show. Um, I think just we were, I was back and forth for ages and I just really enjoyed my life there and I just thought there was more opportunities at the time. At the time, the whole influencer thing wasn't that big here. It has, it's huge now. I have so many yeah. girls that I used to model with that are so successful here. Um, but I guess just because there was more opportunities there at the time, it's like the way of life and yeah, I just decided to stick it out. <laughs> I think when it comes to like, influencers and reality TV in general, there's definitely been a lot more press about it recently. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily negative, but just a lot more talking about the the mental health aspect mm -hmm. of it, um, especially around Love Island and things like that. They have a very dedicated aftercare system now for all of the contestants, which is great to see, but you know, at the same time, it's also a little bit worrying. Um, you've spoken out about it yourself mm -hmm. a little bit about how it affected you and, and your mental health and, mm -hmm. and how do you think, you know, in general, should anybody be really going on these shows or should they just not be? Well, that's a tough one because obviously I have a career out of it now, so I am yeah. grateful that I had the opportunity, but they, they're definitely tough on, you have to be really tough to go on those kind of things. I just, I hope the aftercare is better than what they've, what it was in the past because they say it is, but you don't actually know because with Made in Chelsea anyway, for example, I don't, I didn't receive any aftercare no. <laughs> whatsoever. But while you're on the show, you do have every season you, um, you have like a psych test just to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> but I don't know if that actually, <laughs> actually means anything to be honest because... <laughs> Yeah, let's not go into that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. A psych test to just make sure you just there. do a psych test. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so it's For legal is, reasons, realistically. I is it something know. that you would go back into, or or would you say that you're kind of done? Because you're busy. Like your your career now has moved on so much from it like it really was a good few years ago so oh God, yeah. is it something that you would go back to if, if the right opportunity like just say for example i always think about this what reality show i would go on the only one i might be tempted on would be something like dancing with the stars yeah. because well i don't know actually when i think about it <laughs> that might be quite mortifying but it's not necessarily about your personal life mm. it's actually about dancing once a week you know mm. it's about learning something so something like that yeah i definitely would do or what's the ski one i can't remember. jump the absolutely jump. not nick like, don't go <laughs> i've never seen a single person go on that who hasn't broken a leg okay fair yeah maybe not that i don't one, think they're making that anymore 
I don't think it's legally allowed to be made. Okay. Well, something like that I would do, maybe not the jump, but like something where you learn something and it's not just solely based around your relationship or who you are, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. so living in the UK now, and I suppose, you know, fashion and beauty, and you, you have a website and a blog, um, and also being an Instagram influencer, are you okay, okay with that word, influencer, yeah? yeah? Okay, some people Everyone's don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I hate it. I don't really care. Right, okay. <laughs> it's my cool. job. It's your job, yeah. It is. Um, so how do you want to progress that in the future? Where do you see yourself going in the next kind of few years when it comes to your career? This is a tough one to answer because I haven't put anything properly into action to be able to say what I'm doing next, but I do have a few things going on at the moment. Well, but you I can't say like that. <laughs> but I just, you can't, you can't say it unless you have it put, Got the plan it. ready to launch. Yeah. So there's a few things, like the idea of having my own brand is definitely up there, but how I would do that, I can't yet speak about. <laughs> Presumably it would be in the, I'm just definitely guessing. Beauty or fashion, yeah. Beauty or fashion yeah. kind of realm, okay. Mm. I suppose when you have that kind of following and that support, online it does open the door for more possibilities when it comes to yeah. that as well how does it feel like you have is it over two hundred thousand followers on instagram yeah. couldn't they be dealing with pressure <laughs> like how is that on you like when it comes to posting a picture mm. and pressure because i have two thousand well, over two thousand <laughs> followers on instagram please follow me on instagram um <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, I show people, I like, what, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Like, yeah. I can't deal with the pressure. I've got more than 2,000 followers. Okay? I've got 2,700. But, like, how do you deal? It's rude. It was rude. The laughter was rude. <laughs> but how do you deal with that pressure right before you post? And do you turn off all the notifications straight away and throw your phone on the other side of the room? Notifications are off, always. Yeah, okay. I've, I've started doing that. I used to, when I posted, like look through everything and see how fast like likes are going up. And you, you kind of have an idea in your head what you would like or what it would normally, what you should get. But now I just, it's so good for my head, just leaving the phone down. And if it does well, it does well. And if it doesn't, there's nothing I can do about it. But yes, it is hundreds and hundreds of takes and editing and all sorts. There's a lot that goes into it. It's nerve-wracking. <laughs> so, like, the controversial thing that's kind of happened with your business lately in terms of Instagram has been the likes mm. that have been hidden. So would you kind of be a fan of that in terms of for people's, you know, mental health and their mm. own kind of anxieties? But on the other hand, is it just Instagram, you know, doing it for their own good, you mm. know? I, it actually isn't in the UK yet, I don't think. Oh, no, shit. I know. My friend always says it to me, and I'm like, oh, my photo did badly. And she's like, what? You can't see the likes anymore. I think it's a good thing you can't okay. see them. They should have in the UK. I don't know why they don't yet. I it's think they're, te they're testing it here. Mm. So far, it's very 50-50, <laughs> to be honest with you. People yeah. don't know what to make of it. Because yeah. I, I definitely feel like you get that validation mm. if you get a lot of likes, yeah. realistically. But then if you don't get them as well... Nobody thing, can kind of see them either way. But should we all be really caring about that in the first I place? No. The thing is, though, it's fine if it's fine if you can see your likes. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're, it's, it's validation for yourself. So, regardless if they're hidden to other people, you're still getting the validation yourself. If that makes sense, I think that makes sense. But I, I think it is important. I think it's good that people can't see the likes anymore because it is. It's so competitive and like it's horrible. Even in the UK, like you can still see everything, and you don't like comparing yourself to each other. And it's. It's nice to see the likes yourself, but it's quite nice that no one else can actually see how well you're doing or how well you're not doing. Yeah. And presumably, like, in terms of your friends and stuff, you probably have a lot of friends who are also in that online community with you. Is there, like you said, it's competitive, but is that open competitiveness or is it more kind of behind the scenes type, she got that deal, I could have had that deal? 
Um, with my group of friends, they're actually all really supportive of one another, but there is definitely that bitchiness within the industry. And yeah, there is like the fake friends and everything else, which isn't very nice. And people, some people are very out for themselves, so you're not going to succeed if you are out for yourself. Like you have, like the more support you give each other, the more it will come back. Like it will benefit you long term and yeah. just for your sanity, for like your own sanity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I suppose, like speaking of sanity, you like you know you lived this life with your relationship very much in the public eye. And obviously, you know, it was splashed across the newspapers when, you know, things didn't go right and stuff like that, which must have been really awful for you. And now, you know, you're in a happy, loving relationship that you've chosen not to necessarily kind of show. Um, was that a conscious decision because of what happened in the past? Yeah, Or does definitely. your boyfriend just like, don't you dare put me on your Instagram. <laughs> he doesn't really like photos, to be honest, but he, it, it is a conscious thing. I don't feel the need to like showcase him on my Instagram. He does get the odd little post or yeah. little story, but in general, like my Instagram, for me, it's not really about my life in a sense. It's more of a fashion and beauty. That's what I kind of like to keep because I, a bit traumatized by the whole reality TV yeah. situation. I'd like to keep things more private. Yeah, definitely. Well, I have to say, like in terms of you know, the way that. I think sometimes producers can take advantage of, of, I'm a producer, the way producers can take advantage of people. Um, you know, I think that you carried yourself really, really well throughout that whole thing. And afterwards, you know, it wasn't nice. You were going through a breakup. Like everybody hates a breakup, but you were going through a breakup in the public eye as well. Yeah, and so. I think that you handled yourself really well. Thank so, nice should we hear. round of applause breakups? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> So before, before I let you go, I want to talk. Now, obviously, you've got a lot of things going on. You've got some brand stuff coming up that you can't mm -hmm. really talk about. Um, are you going to get back into maybe TV presenting? Is that something that you are going to try again soon? Or I would love to, but I just don't think I can. To be honest, I think I'm too much of an anxious person to get. I'd love to, but yeah. this is nerve-wracking enough, so I don't know how I'd become a presenter. Really? <laughs> it's yeah. funny how people sometimes like want to, to do something, but then if they try it, it's not necessarily for them. Yeah. I did enjoy it years ago, but I think the more in the public eye, I guess, I became over the years, the more nervous I got or more anxious I got in my own skin, so yeah. it put me off yeah. in a sense. So now I'm behind we'll the camera. It, do it again. Maybe bring back <laughs> Exiled. Go like somewhere else. Go to Bali. You were in Bali recently. Yeah. Look, I'll go with you to Bali. It'll be fine. Bob. We'll do our own TV show. Can I get a huge round of applause for Nicola Hughes, thank please? You. Nicola, thank, thank you guys. so much thank for coming on. Thank you so on. much. And thanks for having me. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> thank you. Right. Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh, my God. Leather skirt, leather chair. You guys know what's happening under this skirt. Okay, so the, we're gonna edit that part out. Um, okay, so we have a winner, and I'm gonna ask her to come back up here again, and we're gonna have a really, really quick chat with her before we say goodbye. But again, just a big thank you to everybody for coming out. Thank you so much to Nicola. Thank you so much to all of the finalists as well. Thank you to Neutrogena. Again, there's a stand in the back there. Please go look at this range, Hydro Boost. It's fantastic. I use it every single day now. I'll get some on the way out. Okay, winner of the competition and the 5,000 euro prize money is Ali Rosis. <laughs> Big round of applause for Ali. Okay, I won't get you to sit back up on those chairs anymore because they're an eyewear, but just really quickly, how are you feeling? 
Oh, I'm just. Well, you've got your own one. Use that. Use that. I'm use that. Professional now. <laughs> just thank you so much. Oh my God! And it's just to raise awareness. You know, it's just such a big thing. And I really, you know, I hope there's like you know young girls out there watching that are in nursing and coming to the dementia care sector. And it's so meaningful. It just, yeah. Good. Absolutely. Well, listen. Yeah. Round, of, round of applause for Ali one more time. Thank you so much. It's so amazing. Well done. And guys, thank you all so much for coming. This has been Girls with Goals. Thank you.